Yeah, praise God, all of God's kids. Amen. Aren't you glad that God's not mechanical? Like these lights? I thought for a while, you know, that stay off a little bit, then you could just go ahead and take a nap while I preach. <laughs> some usually do anyway. I told some in my church one time, I said, you know, some of you trust me so much. How do you mean, preacher? I said, well, you sleep when I preach, so you're not worried about what I'm going to say. <laughs> God is good. I'm glad to be here tonight. Appreciate Brother Bushnell trusting me in the pulpit while he's gone. And uh, I was telling Brother Carol Bushnell, I said, people are the same everywhere when the pastor's gone. It's amazing how many excuses people can find to stay home. I told Brother Clifton, I said, I think I'm going to get somebody's phone tonight. We'll get us all together and we'll take a picture. And then you can tell everybody wasn't here. Picture, Brother Bushnell's going to get a picture of everybody that was here. <laughs> Amen. I want to share just a little thought with you tonight. And I tell you what, before I do that, I want to do something I felt a little impressed to do. And somebody here tonight may need what I'm going to be doing. And I'm going to look for a volunteer. Let's see. Sister, come help me. You may be seated for just a moment. Now, I'm not going to make you do anything you... <laughs> I'm not going to make you do anything you wouldn't want to. We're going to sing a special one. No. Would you like a $10 bill? No? Well, wait a minute. Still want a $10 bill? Go ahead. Go ahead and get it. Now, it's yours. Thank you. Now, I want you to notice this. She still wanted the $10 bill even after it had been crumbled, kicked, thrown on the ground. If there had been dirt down there and you'd have crushed it down with your feet. No doubt any of you would still want that $10 bill. Amen. You know why? Because it was still a $10 bill. It did not lose its value. And I felt maybe like somebody here tonight may be feeling like you've been stomped on, you've been crushed, you've been kicked, all kind of things have happened. And you feel like, well, I've just lost all value. I'm nothing. But I'm here to tell you tonight that God says you're still valuable to me. Can you thank him for that right now? You're still valuable to him. Hallelujah. You haven't lost your value just because you're going through some things. You're still special in the sight of God. Now, I don't know who that would be for, but maybe God knows. And uh, you could take comfort from that knowing that no matter what may be coming or have come your way that God still has you 
and loves you because you are a valuable person to him. I want to call your attention to James, the first chapter. We'll be reading verses 3 and 4. And uh, I'm not going to keep you real long, but I just got a thought. I don't know if you want to call this a full-fledged message or I've learned a long time ago when God tells me to do something, I just go ahead and do it. I found out a long time ago he doesn't need me to do anything but do what he tells me to do. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I have tried to argue with God a few times and I always lost. I never come out ahead. Hallelujah. So I'm going to share this that maybe it'll be something that will help you and I. The Bible says, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. Amen. Praise God. And wanting nothing. Now, my subject tonight is simply this. Whatever happened to patience? Now, I know I'm not preaching nobody but myself tonight because uh, I'll be one of the first to tell you that God has a way of teaching us patience. Anybody know what I mean tonight? I remember I'd always, I've always been a little impatient. I've learned to control it some. I've learned to pray through over it, but God taught me a a valuable lesson one time when I was pastoring a church not too far from here, down in the country at Six Mile. Some of you may know where I'm talking about. I went there and and took the church, and, you know, I was all, man, just ready, rolling to go. Brother Bushnell, I think, was in Oakdale at that time. And, uh, man, I was just going to set the woods on fire, and I was going to have revival, and... uh, After three years, not one person in my church prayed through. I'd pray, God, get me out of here. Let me go. I don't want to be out here in the sticks and and, uh, why in the world am I here? And and I'd have revival. Somebody would come in and preach some services and would have a revival. And somebody would come from another church and visiting and they would pray through it and go back to their church. And nobody from the local church ever prayed through for three years. I was in, you know, I was miserable. I didn't know what to do. Questioned God. What was I doing wrong? What was wrong with me? And it was so forth and so on. And, and uh, what God was doing was teaching me patience. Until one Sunday night, we were going to have church. And all of a sudden, all the lights went out in the church. It just went out. And so I told the people, I said, get some candles. We had candles. I said, light the candles. We're going to have church with or without electricity. And we opened the side doors and tried to get a little air in. And we had church. And that night, God filled four people with the Holy Ghost in that church. In the young couples, I'm talking about in their 20s, fill them with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And from that moment on, we began to have revival, and God blessed the church 
in, a, in more ways than one, and it grew, and, and God blessed it. And what God was trying to do to let me know, you need to get a hold of a little patience. So I've learned since then to have a little patience. Now, uh, you see, God has a way of teaching us patience. He has a way of teaching us patience when we're in line at the store. You know, or maybe I could say at the red light with the car in front of you. I quit preaching. I'm going to meddling now. But, you know, you're at that checkout stand, and, and, and I'm the world's worst about this, and I look, and I try to evaluate the fastest line, and I look, and over here there's two buggies full of groceries, and over here there's two buggies, but they're about half full. And so I jump over in that lane, and, and lo and behold, you know, it's going pretty good until the last buggy gets up there. You get about halfway through the groceries, and there's a piece of groceries in there that's not marked. So the little girl that's checking, you know, she doesn't mind waiting because that gives her a break. I need a price check from department so-and-so. So department so-and-so is on a break somewhere, you know, so you're waiting, you know, and they call again, you know, and so your patience is about to go out the wall. And finally, the one with the two buggies full, they're going through, and I'm still standing there, fuming, saying, bless God, hallelujah, Amen. So, you know, he's got a way of teaching us patience, you know, when, when you're waiting for a certain letter to come in the mail or when you're waiting on a doctor's report or maybe when you're waiting to go on vacation, Brother Carol. It don't seem like that day will ever get here. Excitement. The night before, you can't hardly sleep. Patience. Or when sitting in a hospital waiting room. I think I've spent most of my life in waiting rooms. You know, God has a way of teaching us patience. Can I get an amen? You know, being patient is one of the hardest things for us to do. One writer said, patience is accepting a difficult situation without giving God a deadline to remove it. Now, Lord, uh, you're going to take care of this, but I want it done now. That's not patience. That's trying to control God. Now, you know, hear what I'm about to say. Church, oak trees don't grow overnight, but weeds do. And we all want it right now. We live in the age of instant pudding. Instant coffee, instant cereal, instant whatever else you can think about. And, but watch this. We even want God to be instant. We pray for something. If God can't compete with our instant world, we give up and we do what? We seek our own way. Oh, yeah. And you find... Even that problem in the Bible. And this is when our lives end up in a mess. Can somebody be honest and say, been there, done that? I've tried that a few times and let me just take it from me. It doesn't work, folks. God's got his timing. 
God's in control. And we need to learn to be patient for God to do it the way he wants it to be done. Ooh, that's tough. That's tough. You see, we can be right in what we are doing and be absolutely wrong because we miss God's timing. If you can kind of visualize it like a set of gears. We have any mechanics in the house tonight know what I'm talking about. Have you ever realized how many gears are inside a transmission or a rear end? And every one of those have to be just perfect in line to operate. If, if they don't operate just right, then things get out of whack and you've got things that get broke and you get things that don't operate right. Things don't run right. You know, when a timing chain gets out of whack on a motor, it doesn't run right. The car won't even run when the timing belt jumps. You got problems. So let me tell you something. Don't jump time with God. Hallelujah. You know, I can remember when people would, uh, I'm going to go to meddling again, when people would pray about something before they act. You know, I'll pray about this and ask God what he thinks about it. If it be the will of God, that's what I'd like to do. But, you know, that's kind of gone in the past. Can somebody say amen in the house? You see, because we can't wait for God to do what he needs to be doing, we go ahead and do it. And when that doesn't work, then we ask God, why did he let it happen? You could hear God speak and say, I didn't have anything to do with it. I didn't want you to go to start with I didn't want you to do that to start with. You never even asked me. You just did it. So, toodly do, go ahead. <laughs> when you get all in a big problem, now you might as well say, oh me, or oh my, or amen one, because you know it's true. We give up seeking God, or seeking, we give up and seek our own answers, and things really get uh, out of tilter. Sometimes we need to take a step of faith and trust God and wait for him to answer. He always answers. Look at your neighbor say he always answers. It might be yes. It might be no. And it might be later. We like, you know, the yes right now. But we don't like that no and we don't like that later. We're living in an instant, we are an instant people living in an instant world. And sometimes that affects our faith. Church, there is a difference between a miracle and a divine healing. So many people miss their healing because they're wanting a miracle. They're wanting it right now. And, 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 and we're all like that. I'm not just trying to pick one of us out or something and but I'm the same way. I, you know, I would much rather a miracle than waiting on divine healing. But there's a difference. Divine healing, you begin to get better from the time that you're anointed with all and prayed for. You begin to re recover. And you should begin, what you need to do is begin to thank God for your healing before you ever get it. I mean, he's the one that heals. Man doesn't do it. You don't do it. I don't do it. So we just got to trust him and be patient. You don't 
Pray and demand God to do your bidding. We cannot put God in a box. Hallelujah. And most prayers are like this. God, I want it, and I want it right now. Every prayer should end with, not my will, but yours be done, Lord. That's the way I try to pray every time that I pray. And I can fully understand why we sometimes think like we do. That we think like that God is an instant God. It's, it's normal in the society that you and I are living in. We're, we're geared that way. We are bombarded with mind bombardment that causes us to think that way because have you ever noticed how connected we are nowadays? Now, there's a whole lot I don't know about. I'm not much on computers, and some of you may laugh at me what I'm about to talk about, but there's so much that, you know, we're connected with. I think there's over 300 channels on TV now. Now, I know this may date me, okay, but I can remember seeing the first black and white TV. (laughs) And it wasn't very big. It was round. And there was a lot of static on it. And my grandma and grandpa, Smith, got one. Let me rephrase that. My grandma got it. My grandpa wouldn't spend the money. My grandma wouldn't spend it. And brought it in, a little round black and white TV, and and we all went over to see it. (laughs) And I was in awe and amazed. And, and, you know, and I remember when it was just ABC, CBS, and NBC. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I know this ages me, you know, about what I'm talking about. Uh. But I never forget, now we have the internet that co- connects us to the whole world. Someone introduced me not too long ago to Google World. What a fascinating thing. I mean, when I, when I preached in Norway and Denmark and Sweden, I went on Google World and just went right back from that satellite right down in the streets I walked down. And it's amazing. And, you know, I'm, all, this will all be on you. You know all about that. But it fascinated me. I mean, we're so connected. You know, you can take your little phone and just pick out somebody's house and just go right down into the yard and look at it, you know. Amazing, isn't it? We're, we're just, you know, in, in, in all of this, you know, we, 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 you know we, want to, we want God to just be like that. Push a button and there he is. Push a button and it happens. Instant. Well, God didn't do it tonight. I guess he don't love me and all that stuff. Come on, folks. Let's get real. We now have GPS that tells you where you are at any time in this whole world. We have email, instant chat, FaceTime, where you look at each other and talk. I wish we had that when I was in Vietnam. What about you, Clifton? FaceTime. You know, we could have. You remember how we used to be, hello, over, you know? Voicemail, Texan, video mail, MySpace, OnStar, shirt pocket PDAs that are more powerful than a computer was just a few years ago. Cars that park themselves, stop themselves, phones that 
You can lock your house, unlock your house, and on and on it goes. Hallelujah. I'm looking out on the internet this evening and, and uh, watching, I think it was Facebook or somewhere, they were saying, somebody put on there, you may have seen it, that the, the uh, smart TV or whatever they call it, it that they, they're looking at you same time you're looking at that. Anybody see that? You need to look at it. It's kind of scary. Hallelujah. Person that was talking about it illustrated how it were. He just pushed a little button. Boom. There was the individual on her own screen. It's amazing. You, you'd be surprised what all's going on. Hallelujah. Well, what a day we live in. Instant everything. Everything around us is instant. So no wonder we have trouble having patience. Sometime we need to take a step of faith and trust God and wait for him to answer. You see, you hear about people moving off the grid. Maybe, maybe we ought to move off the grid from technology for a while. I wonder how, if we could even, I wonder what your kids would do if you took the phone and told them they had to get away from it for 30 minutes. What would it be like to take a few days away from TV, Facebook, and our phones and spend some time with God? We'd be the worst people in the world for our children, wouldn't we? Come on, folks. Do you hear what I'm talking about today? We need to have some patience when it comes to answering, God answering our needs and believing and trusting him in this day and time. Such a fast pace. In closing tonight, the Bible says in Isaiah 40 and 31, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. I don't know about you, but I think I'm going to put a little bit more trust and wait upon God. I've tried a lot of the other things, and Hey, folks, it don't work. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Can I get an amen in the house? Hallelujah. I'm going to wait upon the Lord, for he's the one who renews my strength. For he's the one who puts me on eagle's wings. For he's the one who helps me run and not be weary. For he's the one who wants me not, won't, won't, won't let me faint. For he's the one that said, Lo, I'm with you always. For he's the one that said in Jeremiah 32, 27, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? For he's the one that says in Isaiah 65 and 24, And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer and while they are yet speaking, I will hear. Oh, hallelujah. I wonder how many would stand at your feet and just say, Lord, I want to I spend more time with you. I want to give you a little praise right now tonight. God, I want to have more patience with you and less demand of you, Lord. I want to trust you when I don't feel you. I want to trust you when I don't know what the answer is going to be. I want to trust you, Lord, above all other things. For you, Lord. Know all things. Hallelujah.
Praise God. He's the same. He never changes. Everything else will fail us, church. But he is the same. You can have faith in him and trust in him. Anybody trust the Lord tonight? Maybe God just wanted to kind of give us a little check tonight. Patience. Whatever happened to it. We had a little patience, we'd trust God a little bit more, wouldn't we? Amen. And I, I'm not only preaching to you, I'm preaching to myself. When a finger goes out, there's four more coming this way. God help us to learn to have patience. And I promise you, you'll see a lot more of God moving and working in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's love him one more time. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Amen. Well, I, I told you I didn't know if it'd be a sermon, but it's something for us to think about tonight. Amen. God bless you. Remember our announcements, and uh, you're dismissed. Shake hands and be friendly with each other.